Good evening, everybody. This is uh, Archie Bunker of uh, 704 Houser Street, veteran of the big war, speaking on behalf of Guns for Everybody. Now, question. What was the first thing that the communists done when they took over in Russia? Answer, gun control. And there's a lot of people in this country who want to do the same thing to us here in a kind of conspiracy, see. You take your big international bankers, uh, they want to, what do you call, uh, masticate the people of this year nation like puppets on a wing. And then when they get that done, train us over to the commons. Oh, Archie, I'm now, glad I'm they put you on a stool. You, you look taller sitting down. Now, I want to talk about another thing that's on everybody's mind today, and that's your stick-ups and your sky jackets, which, uh, if that was up to me, I could end the sky jackets tomorrow. You could. All you got to do is arm all your passengers. I think a concealed permit for having teachers and letting people know that there are people in the building with guns, you won't have, in my opinion, you won't have these shootings. And if he ain't got no more superiority there, he ain't going to dare to pull out no rod. And what I'd recommend doing is the people that do carry, we give them a bonus. We give them a little bit of a bonus. They're, frankly, they'd feel more comfortable having the gun anyway. And uh, then your airlines, then they wouldn't have to chase the passengers on the ground no more. They just pass out the pistols at the beginning of the trip, and they pick them up again at the end. You could have concealed on the teachers. They wouldn't know the, the people. Nobody would know who they are. And it is a tremendous threat. And by the way, instead of advertising, this school has no guns, we are gun free. You let the people know the opposite, nobody's going to attack that school, believe me, because they're cowards. They don't want to be shot at. We need to let people know, you come into our schools, you're going to be dead. That's incredible, huh? It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Five point three FM, fourteen seventy WWNN. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show. I have, uh, in all the uh, dark days we're living, and I have some good news to report. The rally held in front of the Kalishnikov AK forty seven factory in prestigious Pompano Beach was a grand success. Oh! We had upwards of about hundred people show up, and uh, anybody out there listening to my show that showed up at the event. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. But most of all, I want to thank the high school students from around the area, not just from Stoneman Douglas High School, but uh, students from high schools that are only blocks away from an AK-47 factory. I also like to thank uh, WSVN, which used to be WCKT, uh, Channel 7, for actually doing a well-researched story on this factory uh, that's uh, manufacturing automatic rifles right down the street from uh, Parkland. They did a great job. Uh, a lot of uh, press was out there, but I didn't see anything in the uh, press press. It was mainly on the television, but uh, CNBC did a story on it. So I, I just, <laughs> I'm very pleased. My job is done. What I wanted to do was I wanted to raise awareness that this place is there and that the other factory is up in uh, Palm Bay, Florida, and there's going to be a movement up there to uh, try to have that shut down. And it sounds uh, a little bit hopeful that we can shut down a arms factory 
Uh, but these are not American-owned. These are Russian-owned arms factories. Little bit different than Colt. Little bit different than Smith and Wesson. Even I think some. And I got to tell you, there's some stories happened while we were at the event. Some gun owners, uh, they uh, they're not aware that the Russian. Yeah, if they're Trumpers, then they're pro-Russian. But they had no idea that the Russians were actually here making the weapons right here, and. <laughs> And they had a little problem with that. One guy showed up, uh, you know, typical middle-aged white rednecky guy, and he said, uh, "Well, you're going to take my guns away." And, and I and I actually I approached him, which surprised him because he didn't expect that. He just thought people would yell back. Uh, so I approached him. I, I said, "I'm not here to take your guns. Nobody here is going to take your guns." Said, Are you going to take my guns? No, no, no. That's not what this is about. I said, "Do you know what this building is behind us?" He said, uh, yeah, that's an AK-47 factory. I said, you know who owns it? He said, uh, I don't know, Kalashnikov. I said, yeah, they're Russians. Russians own this, oh, I think it's about 300,000 square feet building right there. That's Russian owned. And he was quiet. And then he got quiet. He didn't know what to say. Yeah. Well, and then he came out back with the uh, AM radio talking points. And then I asked him, are you a vet? naturally naturally because these patriots usually aren't and he wasn't uh he said no and i said well i am and he kind of looked stunned a trans woman who's a, a vet and uh i told him i said i can remember clearly the days being on that aircraft carrier and the russian subs were right alongside of us sailing wherever we went so the last time i checked i think the soviet union aka russia uh, i think they're still our enemy and he just kind of like sauntered away and went home because they can't comprehend what's going on they think we're just going to come and take their guns and it's got nothing to do with that Anybody who's a registered gun owner and already had the background checks and you have your guns, you have your guns. No one's going to bother with you. What this boils down to is the NRA is upset because we want to make it harder for for people who should not have guns to have guns. It's, it's as simple as that. But then you have uh, their uh, NRA puppet Trump. Well, if we arm all the teachers, we got to arm all I like Archie Bunker. And... Uh, well, that means they can sell 300,000 more guns if uh, you arm the teachers. And uh, not only is that a, a bad idea and laughable back uh, 30 years ago, but what happened when there was an armed teacher in a school in Georgia? Georgia. Yeah, what happened? None of the kids got, well, one little girl got hurt because she was running so fast she broke her ankle. Uh, but uh, thankfully, nobody was harmed. I still don't know. That, that story broke just recently. And I still don't have all the details. Uh, the guy looked like, <laughs> if you had to draw a picture of a, a white redneck gun nut, well, that's what the guy looked like. No, it was a really good turnout. And, and it's a nice feeling because I set out to do something, I dude it, and it worked. And that's the last time I can remember being successful at anything. Because I certainly haven't been successful with this show. I can only hope that the, uh, and, and the kids are aware. The high school kids know it's there. So if they want to go further with it, best of luck. If they need my help, I'm here. If not, they can do a pretty good job on their own. They don't need me. But at least they know about it. And uh, so my mission has been accomplished. Thank you. <laughs> it was a, a tense moment. I should, <laughs> it's, it was funny. Uh, this giant a uh, pickup truck with the American flag waving it. This giant American flag in a pickup truck. You know what that means. So everybody's like, they got quiet. I say, this was early on. I said there was still about only about 30 people there. And this giant truck pulls up <laughs> with dark windows you couldn't see inside. We were all going, uh-oh, it's going to start now. And uh, they pulled up and out comes a whole bunch of little kids and, and their parents. And it was wonderful. They were with us. The guy was probably like one of these uh, uh, gun owners, too. But he, he doesn't want the Russians uh, operating out of our backyard. Uh, I didn't get to talk to him, but I was glad they showed up. It was a nice show of solidarity. And I also met the guy 
<laughs> Next time you hear anybody on the Ray Diddlio saying, well, it's George Soros that's buying those kids the T-shirts. The guy who makes the T-shirts was there, too. <laughs> and uh, very nice guy. Uh, he did it out of the kindness of his heart. And when I was introduced to him, I said, oh, so you're George Soros. And he just cracked up. He, yeah, he's George Soros if he drove a 20-year-old minivan. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> it just, just, so, just shows you how off base these uh, mugwump rednecks really are. I mean, when you're face-to-face with reality and you actually see these people instead of listening to it over your speaker or hearing it on Fox News, it's a whole... Di- that reality is different than what they're telling you. And they live in that little bubble. And then when, it's nice to pop that bubble every now and then. And then they don't, they don't know what to say. They don't know how to react. They don't even get angry. It's like... They just... It's actually kind of funny. So so I'm very happy about that. Uh, I think I'm going to get lighten it up a little bit because we've every all of us. Uh, it's been upsetting every day, and it, it, after a while, it gets on your nerves. And you watch this lip strumming moron, this this babbling buffoon up in D.C. Even the the most remedial elementary school student has a better vocabulary than that uh, mushmouth uh, afterbirth. It's just, it's just, it's hard to take. I'm going to be playing uh, a lot of bits this week. Uh, speaking of uh, comedy, uh, this uh, Sheriff Israel, Sheriff Steve Israel, uh, this is not about the cowardly cops that Steve Israel is ultimately responsible for. And I see where they're going with this. Let me explain to those of you who don't live in South Florida. I have for many years, unfortunately. We've been through (laughs) so many bad police chiefs with this uh, uh, sheriff's office. Uh, Steve Israel has to be the best one we've had, I'd say ever, in my lifetime anyway, uh, because uh, he's not a Gestapo. He's actually a nice man. And... uh, I remember all the way back to Ed Stack. There was a guy named Ed Stack who was like Boss Hogg down here. He was sheriff for life. Sheriff Ed Stack. I'm I'm certain some of my South Florida listeners will remember that name. And uh, he was as dirty a crook as they come. He was in there uh, up until he died. And then we got a sheriff in there called Nicky Navarro. Nick Navarro. Oh, boy, did Neil have a field day with that guy. His way of getting reelected to office was to occasionally raid brothels. He would raid uh, hookup places. That was the extent of the of uh, Nick Navarro. And also, he was around when and uh, he was in the 1980s, and when they decided to vacate uh, spring break. I'm certain even my listeners outside of the state. Outside of the country, you're familiar with uh, where the boys are, spring break, and all that. Well, uh, Sheriff Navarro uh, saw to it that he would shut that down. And I think it was a mayor, Jim Noggle, at the time, uh, that they didn't want spring break here. They want those damn kids having a good time, whatever it was. So they uh, they cleaned up the streets. And now, ever since they've done that, uh, you could roll a bowling ball down A1A. Uh, that was uh, Nick Navarro. Now, as he was raiding the brothels, all the whorehouses. The only one he didn't raid was the one that was located on the corner of 84 and Federal Highway. Uh, the reason he didn't raid that brothel, it was because it was owned by his daughter. And, that, and that, that's not bad enough. After we got Nick Navarro, we had Ken Jenny. Oy vey. Let me tell you about Ken Jenny. Before he was elected, you saw his name on the buildings every before they even before the election even happened he had his name placed up on the buildings uh on the uh courthouses on the sheriff's offices it was it was sheriff ken jenny of broward and he wasn't even elected yet uh well <clears throat> long story short he's in jail <laughs> i think he's still rotten in jail i don't know what they nailed him on i uh, i can't remember but his uh his claim to fame was not raiding uh, brothels he raided swing clubs. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, it's according to uh, Tallahassee and our uh, state government, uh, porn, that is a, a disease. That is a crisis. That's a health crisis. Yeah, um, 
He he rated swing clubs. So we were all a lot safer that he did that, right? Uh, <laughs> but you know why he had to stop doing that? Because he discovered that the people he was arresting in the swing clubs were other cops, were other attorneys, were other judges. Doh. Doh. So we had to wrap that up. And then he got involved in other corrupt practices and eventually landed his uh, uh, crooked ass in jail. And then we got Steve Israel and we all breathed a sigh of relief. So the reason that you're seeing this in the media hyped like it is, well, he had no business uh, hiring uh, cowardly cops or whatever it was. The reason they're hyping this is because they want to get another Republican sheriff in office. Uh <laughs> That's what's really behind all it. I see this as a golden opportunity uh, to get rid of him and put back and put back the because this is a very blue area, and they see it as turning it red again. Uh, and let me also remind you that uh, back in the '60s and '70s, although uh, I wasn't a trans woman, but if I was in the '60s and '70s, back when Ed Stack was sheriff, I'd be in jail right now.
1470 WWNN. Yeah, that should give you some idea what we've been through down here and why uh, we welcome Steve Israel as our sheriff. And you'll notice that everybody on television, all the pundits on television uh, that are talking about, well, but they don't live here. What do they care? Ugh. So I don't have the whole story on the cop that was allegedly a coward. I, I don't know. Because, first of all, they say there's video. I haven't seen any video. Uh, it seems to me that the, the Republicans are latching on and the right-wing media are latching on to this just to get rid of uh, Steve Israel. Because not, to, not so much that he's a Democrat, but because he is a Jew. And they don't want no Jews uh, to be our sheriff in uh, Broward County. In fact, they don't want any Jews at all, except Stephen Miller, who's playing it very close to the vest. Oh, yeah, how's that Kushner kid doing? How how you doing, Kushner? That's Jared. Yeah, they, they revoked. So it turns out he was selling our top secrets to in exchange for cash uh, because he's uh, over a billion dollars in debt for that office building that nobody wants to rent space in in New York City. So there you go. There, there's Jared Kushner. All the best people. Isn't that what he said? The best people. And all I have to say to any Republican Jews out there, any Jews that are Republicans out there, you'll be there, pal. You'll be there, buddy, until the time comes when you're no longer needed. And then you'll and then they'll disappear you like they're disappearing. And now I don't have any. <laughs> this is about the truth, this show, and I don't have any real facts. I'm guessing here. Where are those people going? Nobody seems to know, and of course, none of our intrepid journalists uh, are bothering to look into it. But all the uh, immigrants that uh, that had successful, clean lives here that were busted by ICE over some technicality or whatever it was, or they weren't legal citizens, or maybe some of them were in the process of becoming legal, doesn't matter. ICE likes to bust you. Where'd they go? I, you'll, you'll hear and read in the media that uh, they were sent back to the countries they came from. Or were they really? I don't know. I don't know. I don't mean to start a conspiracy here, but uh, where'd they go? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't put anything past this administration at all. This is just a, you've got pure, unadulterated evil. These people in office, especially all of the Republicans, they're more evil than any James Bond villain that could have been invented. I mean, these people are just wicked and evil and have no soul. Look at this Dana Loesch. There's nothing behind those eyes. There's nothing in her heart. She don't have one. She's, uh, oh, yeah, it's one of those, you see women like that who are just oozing with hatred and bitterness and vileness. Uh, they could be very pretty, but but there's so much evil inside them. It just, just, it makes them ugly. It makes them hideous to look at. If you hate cuddly animals and you, and you love dead teenagers, then you should uh, register Republican because Republicans love dead kids. They don't like, they don't want you to have an abortion because they need to target practice. Let the kids grow up so they can blow them away later on. Then you're a Republican. I mean, you look back at all of their policies all the way down the years, all the administrations down the years, Nixon, Ford, Reagan, uh, Bush Jr., Bush Sr., everything they did was screw everything up. Everything they did was put us in debt. Everything they did was wrong. They were wrong. Historically, Republicans are always wrong. And of course, I'm saying that. That's my little voice over here. And we've got about 50,000 other uh, right-wingers out there that are, that are saying I'm wrong, that I'm wrong. That, that libtards, the libtards do this and the libtards do that. At least with my show, you can laugh a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of swing clubs, uh, <laughs> this is a true story. Uh, we uh, we had a uh, big sponsor with our... Um, <laughs> on WQAM, I, somebody else owns them now, so I don't think they'll, they'll care. Uh, but one of our big sponsors was... I think it was the Velvet Swing. It was a swing club. Um, before that, we had uh, Plato's 2... Well, swing clubs were big sponsors at an all-sports station. <laughs> at the same time, Ken Jenny was busting them. So we would go there and make our appearances there. And one of our, I won't mention who, one of our friends who joined us, he was not thrilled. Oh, he was not happy. He didn't want to get naked with the rest of us. 
Uh, so... I chronicled that moment with this bit here. Spoodrops keep falling on my head And I just can't wait to get back on my own clean bed Not that I complain, but my girlfriend I'm falling And the spoodrops keep falling That kind of thing is gonna happen when you swing A consequence of a crowded mattress in the orgy room. Spoon drops keep falling on my head. Took my girlfriend to the swing club for a good time, but instead, now she's mad at me. So, next time I better just bring my umbrella. And that should keep the spoo drops off her and me. You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show on 1470 WWNN 95.3 FM. Thanks for tuning in on the terrestrial side. It's time now once more for me to sign off on the air here and continue my show on the uh, internet side, uh, and follow me if you will. Uh, if you can't, if you're in your car, or you're driving, uh, thanks for tuning in, and I uh, hope to see you online. Remember, that's the BritSummersShow.com, uh, Boca Brittany Summers on Facebook. I'll see you all again here next week, 4 o'clock Sunday, on 95.3 FM, 1470, WWNN. We're turning you on. Go, go with Truth in Radio. The Brit Summers Show at thebritsummershow.com. As long as I'm swinging and the naked chicks keep my ding-dong dinging, I'll keep on swinging my schlong. No, I'll always be smiling when the towel comes off and I go diving. I'll love a throbbing ding dong. You're not alone in the back as you swing the night away. A little drink, a little dance, not to mention a nice buffet. As long as I'm swinging and the naked chicks keep my ding dong dinging. I'll keep on swinging my slow. Some may call it luring, having consensual sex. But all you purists can pucker up and kiss my ass long as I'm swinging. I don't care what anybody's thinking. I'll keep on swinging my. I'll keep on swinging my. I'll keep on swinging my. Hey, it's the Brit Summer Show you're listening to on FYINation.com. Sometimes, some say on FYINation.com. GDPRRevolution99.com. SoFloRadio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and of course, TheBritSummerShow.com. Oh, did I mention SoundCloud? Well, that's one and the same. It's it's in there, TheBritSummerShow.com. So how about that? That story's really picking up steam. I hope it really does. I mean, it's gone, it kind of gone national to CNBC. And uh, I, want to, I want all assault weapons factories, all gun factories shut down. I mean, that would be my dream, but it's not going to happen. But at least the Russian ones. Get rid of the Russians. We have most of Miami Beach has been consolidated by Russian oligarchs. Uh, All of Singer Island is gone. It's all Russian. And we have a candidate with a D next to his name. I don't want to mention Philip Levine by name, but he's got backers called the Blavatnik oligarch family. Yeah, they're just a family. Now, the Blavatniks are oligarchs, and what they did was, and this isn't in the news, this was a little blurb in the paper because Democrats are desperate to get, and you don't have to be Democrat, you don't have to be desperate. We've got plenty of good candidates. Just find the right one 
that, that you can vote for. Don't make the blue wave a whole bunch of Joe Mansions. okay? You have to do some work, some study. Just uh, don't get swoon over, over uh, just any candidate. Do some research. Uh, Gwen Graham, I have some problems with, but okay. Andrew Gillum, some problems with, but okay. Uh, there's another one. I don't know much about him yet, but this Philip Levine, do not vote for him. I'm saying that on the air. Do not vote. Don't don't mark anything near the ballot on his name, because and as much as I'm laughed at, and as much as I'm getting, oh, 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 oh you're crazy. Oh, you're out of your mind. What did the Russians do in 2016? And what is Bob Mueller looking into right now? Russian interference with our elections. They're going to try to influence the Florida primary. So if Philip Levine comes out ahead of the pack and no one's heard of him up in North Florida, now you're going to know why. So please, just pay attention. Like I said, we got we don't want a blue ripple. We want a blue tsunami. With Democrats, we can have confidence. We'll vote as Democrats, not Republicans, like Joe Manchin, who's so pro-NRA. And we don't want apologists like Kirsten Gillibrand, who was uh, A-plus NRA supporter, and now suddenly did a backflip in a cartwheel and says, oh, no, not anymore. Uh, so, so just do your homework. Look at their backgrounds and their contributors. Please. So the, uh, the uh, Blavatnik family, they gave uh, Levine, before he announced, they gave him $100,000 I'm assuming, to announce. And then, after he announced, they gave Levine another $200,000 uh, to run. The Blavatniks of Russia. Not here, of Russia. And then, uh, just recently, uh, they wrote him a check, another check for $25,000. So altogether, we have $325,000 from the Blavatnik oligarchs uh, to uh, into uh, Philip Levine's pocket. So wh- where do you think his loyalties lie? Hmm? Uh, please pay attention. It's enough with the goddamn Russians. In the land where we were born, we get one loaf of bread and one TV. Life was planned and we were bored. That's why we all signed up to sail the sea. There's no gold for anymore. Fearless leader must keep us busy. Would now rerun the ocean floor in a Russian submarine. We all died in the Russian submarine. Russian submarine. Russian submarine. We all died in the Russian submarine Russian submarine Russian submarine As we lie beneath the waves With bigger mortars and decay Hear the motherland band play We all died in the Russian submarine Russian submarine, Russian submarine. We all died in the Russian submarine. Russian submarine, Russian submarine. Run silent, run deep. They are losing power, Captain. Look there, we have to Yet, not yet. Try again. I... They're not working, Captain. Who's to be sabotaged by Moosehead Square? There is nothing more, nothing more that we can do. That we can do. As our comrades, as our comrades, all turn blue. All turn blue. Without that oxygen to breathe, we cannot breathe. In a rush, in a rush, submarine, submarine. <laughs> we all die in a Russian submarine, Russian submarine, Russian submarine. We all die. The Brit Summer Show. Hey, all you dicks out there. I owe you an apology. <laughs> uh, dicks! All the jokes I've made about your uh, stores next to being uh, being next to a BJ's, I take it all back. I stand corrected. I stand before you and apologize because Dick's Sporting Goods has now uh, removed all uh, assault rifles from their inventory. I will not give it to you. 
and uh, they're selling like uh, sports equipment, uh, uh, the uh, single shot guns. They're selling that to over 21-year-olds because evidently uh, Republicans aren't going to act on any of this. We're not going to see any meaningful legislation until uh, November of this year because it's just not going to happen. I mean, keep the pressure up uh, by all means. Let's let's keep the momentum up, but uh, nothing's going to really change until November. That's the reality of it. You could put bill after bill after bill. They won't look at it. They won't even pay attention to it. They want to hear it. Uh, NRA's got them uh, locked up. It's done. And and when it comes to the NRA, and you talk about terrorism, if anybody supports terrorism, not to mention that they're in cahoots with the Russians as well. But I'll bet they're not. I'll bet they're not happy about losing Walmart selling uh, uh, guns to Walmart, the insidious chain that puts everybody out of business. Any mom and pop business, yes, it's America. The streets are paved with gold. If you want to start a small business, well, you know, a hardware store or a clothing shop, no, uh, Walmart will put you out of business. But they don't like dead kids either. You know why? You know why these companies don't like dead kids? Because they grow up and they buy their services and products. And they want their customers to be alive. So they figured that much out. So Walmart uh, raised the uh, uh, age of buying a gun to 21. So they're going to have to take the signs down of being the first kid on your block to be the last kid on your block. But good for dicks. Oh! So they lost United Airlines, they lost Delta Airlines, they lost uh, a whole bunch of companies. But but FedEx seems to really want to tag along with the terrorist organization of the NRA. And, uh, how easy is that to boycott? I mean, I buy stuff online, you buy stuff online. Uh, you have a choice. You can go with USPS. If you need it right away, you can go UPS. UPS does a fine job. You don't need FedEx. You really don't. But you know what? FedEx is a, uh, I think they're based in Tennessee, and uh, they've always been a right-wing Republican organization, and here's why. In 2006, when the Congress ruled that uh, they, the post office, uh, well, actually, what they, what they voted on was, uh, I'll translate it for you. They said they wanted the post office to go broke. They made this impossible thing where uh, they had to project what their retirement funds are going to be in the, in the year uh, 2525 or something like that. And it couldn't be, can't be done. Uh, somehow, thankfully, the post office got around that. Uh, still, they're struggling. But they the whole idea was that they wanted to put them out of business. They want to privatize the United States Postal Service. That's been a, a plan of the Republicans for many, many years, not just this one, this this administration. So that was 2006, and FedEx was behind all that back in 06 uh, because they, they want to privatize the Postal Service. So it doesn't come as a surprise to me that uh, FedEx uh, likes the NRA and uh, endorses uh, terrorist groups as such, and, uh, and, and FedEx doesn't mind dead children. So uh, let's think about that. Next time you order something online, even on Amazon, I mean, I hear about this Amazon thing because they got a TV show on Amazon as if anybody would watch that. Uh, but even if you have to order something on Amazon, go with Postal Service or go with uh, UPS. You don't have to go with FedEx. I mean, that's that's the beauty of competition because Postal Service is up against UPS and one's trying to outdo the other with uh, speedy deliveries and uh, all this, but I'm also noticing that uh, the post office is delivering on Sunday. Looks like they're competing with UPS, <clears throat> and that's a great thing because that's what America competition's all about. That's what the Republicans don't like. They would like one big company just servicing everything as far as shipping is concerned. And one other thing about the the uh, U.S. Postal Service: who's going to enforce mail fraud? I don't know. Who's going to enforce it? UPS won't enforce it. Certainly, FedEx won't enforce mail fraud. What are you going to do without the U.S. Postal Service? Who does enforce mail fraud? I don't know. Uh, when you see these guys get busted, like Bernie Madoff and all that, they're busted on, usually they get busted on interstate wire fraud, mail fraud. Uh, who busts them? The U.S. Postal Service, they have their own investigative services. Uh, if, and another thing, if your mailbox is busted or someone opens your mail, that's a federal thats a federal crime. You get rid of the post office, it all goes away. Then, then anybody can open your mail. Then anybody can raid your mailbox. And nothing you can do about it. 
Oh, sorry, it's a private business. Uh, we're very sorry that happened to you. No, if it happens to you now, I think it's called the uh, Inspector General of the Post Office and or something like that. And they investigate it. They actually do things like that. That's what the Republicans don't want. And what that is is like uh, protection for the consumer. And that's the uh, Republicans don't want either. They don't want anything anything good. And all they do is they, they, they talk out their big white pasty ass. You'll hear Mitch McConnell's every sentence says the same thing. It's what the American people want. The American people want. Well, at least he says people and doesn't say folks. I'll give him that. But it's no, it's not what we want. We, we don't want you. Oh, wait a minute. Talk about good timing. This just in. Breaking, breaking. I've got my Google updates uh, set for Kalishnikov, and this one just came in from Talking Points Memo. And since I'm talking about it and making talking points about it, uh, this uh, story just came across this afternoon. See, I did make an impact. Oh! Okay, this is, uh, <laughs> and I will post this on my uh, Facebook page, Boca Brittany Summers. Uh, okay. Rick Scott, sanctions, and a shady gunmaker with Russian ties. Oh, my God. Oh, this is great. See, I actually did it. I did it. And, and uh, yay, I did something right for a change. On Saturday, which is wrong, talking points memo, it was Sunday. On, I'll correct it for you. On Sunday, protesters denounced a plan by a gun manufacturer to make Kalishnikov-branded AK-47s at a facility in Pompano Beach, Florida about 14 miles from the site of the Parkland school shooting. I'm going to read this like a a news person. I'm going to rip and read. Excuse me over here while I rip and read. Shooting survivor Cameron Kasky said ahead of the protest, I could discuss the morals of it. I could tell you that I'm disgusted, but you know you're disgusting. But a closer look at the gunmaker Kalishnikov USA and its quest to set up a Florida facility reveals a far stranger story and one that's perhaps more troubling still. Kalishnikov USA first announced its plan to make AK-47s in the U.S. using the slogan Russian Innovation, American Heritage, as a way to get around sanctions, which forced it to stop importing the weapons from a Russian gunmaker with whom it had close ties but it wouldn't say where it was making the weapons. Uh, No! Then, to lure the company to Florida, Governor Rick Scott's administration pledged to give the firm $162,000 in tax breaks, but the tax deal fell through when the gunmaker failed to provide the required paperwork. Despite a string of announcements that Kalishnikov USA would soon start cranking out AK-47s in Pompano Beach, It's not clear that they have ever made AK-47s at all. And when a TPM reporter called to ask questions, a company official hung up on them. No. (laughs) Kalishnikov USA isn't the only gun company that Scott has rolled out the red carpet for. The number of gun manufacturers in the state has ballooned from 232 when Scott took office in 2011 to 764 today, according to statistics from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. A slightly higher rate than the one at which it has increased nationwide. In 2011, Scott personally announced that he had promised gunmaker Colt a tax break deal of its own, this one worth $1.6 million. Uh, to relocate 63 jobs to Kissimmee, Florida. And in 2015, Scott's office touted job growth at another Florida factory, (laughs) Azimuth Technologies, which makes parts for AR-15s as evidence that Florida's elimination of taxes on manufacturing equipment had brought work to the state. Scott's support for the gun industry has come under scrutiny in the wake of the deadly massacre for which Nicholas Cruz used a version of an AR-15 rifle. In response to widespread outrage over the shooting, Scott, who is expected to challenge Senator Bill Nelson this fall, has proposed new gun safety measures, including raising the age limit for buying an assault rifle to 21 and making it harder for mentally ill people to get weapons. At a CNN town hall last Wednesday, Nelson sought to make hay out of the coalition off USA tax deal. And I'm voting for him, but he he talks like this. Do you know that in the state of Florida, the governor's office gave financial incentive to have them come into the state and manufacture 
Nelson asked. <laughs> but Kalishnikov USA's efforts to find a way around U.S. sanctions on Russia raise further questions about its presence in Florida. This is the part I want to know. Uh, the Obama administration's 2014 sanctions imposed in response to Russia's annexation of Crimea, Crimea River, created a problem for a Pennsylvania-based company called RWC. Since 2012, RWC, it stood for Russians Weapons Company, had been the exclusive importer and distributor of Kalishnikov guns. Now, it was forbidden from doing business with Moscow-based Kalishnikov Concern, which is, has been described as its parent company. Yeah, they call it Kalishnikov USA here and in Russia. It's called Kalishnikov Concern. They are very concerned. As TPM has reported, the National Rifle Association raised concerns at the time about the ban on Kalishnikov Concern doing business in the U.S., warning that the Obama administration might be using a geopolitical crisis as a convenient excuse to advance the president's domestic anti-gun agenda. Designed in the 1940s by a Red Army engineer, the AK-47's low cost and reliability have made it and its variants the world's most ubiquitous weapon. While many companies, including American manufacturers, make their own versions of the weapon, the original is coveted by collectors. At the January 2015 SHOT show, I don't know if that has anything to do with Marge SHOT, a Las Vegas gun industry conference, RWC announced a workaround in response to the sanctions. It told CNN Money's Aaron Smith that it would cut ties with Kalishnikov Concern and start making AK-47s in the U.S., rebranding itself as Kalishnikov USA. The plan was legal, RWC said, as long as the company had no contact with Kalishnikov Concern. And if you believe that, I've got a unicorn horn on the top of my head. We are not permitted to pick up the phone and talk to them, RWC's then-CEO, Thomas McCrossin, told CNN. We were forced to stop doing business with them because of their sanctions. Eric Ferrari, a Washington, D.C. attorney who specializes in sanctions law, said if Kalishnikov USA truly didn't communicate with Kalishnikov concern in producing its guns, that may obviate the sanctions concern. But Ferrari said that the two companies would need to have a pre-existing deal in place that covered major changes in the relationship, like converting from an importer to a manufacturer with no discussion of compensation and use of the storied Kalishnikov brand. Oh, here we go with the uh, Russian names. Yelena Kalishnikov, the daughter of rifle designer Mikhail uh, <laughs> Mikhail's Navy, Kalishnikov said in her response to RWC's 2015 announcement that she was bewildered by the plan, suggesting that they were using what doesn't belong to them, but the company itself said it had no objection. In any event, in June 2015, Kalishnikov USA told CNN Money's Smith that its American-made AK-47s were now available for purchase, though it wouldn't say where its factory was located. The company used the slogan, Russian heritage, American innovation. <laughs> and four months later, Scott's DEO inked a deal with Kalishnikov USA, which had promised the firm a tax refund deal worth $162,000 if it relocated from RWC's Pennsylvania headquarters to Broward County and created at least 54 jobs. That short-lived deal was first reported last week by the Florida Bulldog, an independent investigative news site. Naturally, it's independent. Scott's office didn't respond to multiple requests for comment on the Kalishnikov USA deal. But Tiffany Vouse, a spokeswoman for Florida's Department of Economic Opportunity, told TPM that the tax deal was terminated when RWC failed to provide the necessary paperwork. To quote Vouse, our due diligence was conducted on the RWC Group LLC, which is an American company. The contract that all companies must sign specifically states that they must comply with all federal and state laws. Additionally, the city of Pompano Beach and Broward County, yes, it's true, they adopted resolutions and committed financial support for this project. And moving away from this article, I would say all six of those commissioners, I, I would say that their careers are over because we're going to publish all of their names. Every greedy one of them. So I hope they enjoyed their checks. Kalishnikov USA appears to have decided to move to Florida anyway. At the January 2016 SHOT Show, it told CNN Money's Smith 
and another CNN Money reporter that it was readying its Florida factory. The guns will be available soon, CNN Money reported. A year later, the company returned to The Shot Show, where CEO Brian Skinner promised Smith that the gun was coming the following month. But according to a local report this week on the protest, the opening of the Pompano Beach facility is still being held up while the company negotiates with the city. Really? That's interesting. In calls to three authorized dealers listed on Kalishnikov USA's webpage, TPM could not find a dealer who had sold one. So what are they doing in there? Playing grab ass? On the company's Instagram page, fed-up gun enthusiasts posted annoyed comments under a picture of the rifle from last month. Wrote one, So it's finally going into production? Uh, Where are your AK-47s? Asked another. Kalishnikov USA didn't respond to repeated questions from TPM to comment. Everold Henry, who signed the company's application for the Florida tax abatements, declined to say whether the company had any AK-47s or had the rights to do so and then hung up. (laughs) No one at the company answered emails. No. One salesman referred TPM to Anastasia Bolkav... I can't even pronounce his name. Anastasia Bokareva, or whatever his name is, who he described as a business manager. I get my business manager for the company. Uh, Bokareva did not respond to the voicemails or email, naturally. A clerk for the Pompano Beach Office of Business and Tax Receipts said the Kalishnikov USA facility has licenses for firearm sale which they keep insisting that uh, they're not going to be selling them on the premises. Uh, Licenses for firearm sale, assembly, import, export, and manufacture. The clerk said she did not know whether the facility actually manufactured guns or simply converted them in accordance with import laws. Well, let me answer your question, Evrold Henry. Uh, In the back, if you drive by that place, you'll see shipping containers ready for train and rail. There is a railroad track, not going up directly to the facility, but right behind it. Uh, So they're ready to ship. Uh, And it is, I'd say, about a 300 million square foot facility. So it's bigger than a city block. And there's only a few cars outside. So so, uh, go drive over there yourself, Evrold Henry, and uh, you'll, you'll answer your own question. Well, she says, uh, we go by whatever they put on the application. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Scott's recent announcement for his support of several gun control measures was a shift in course. Until now, Scott has lined up staunchly behind the NRA, which gives him an A-plus rating. That's no secret. He championed the state's stand-your-ground law, that's for sure, hobbled efforts to improve background checks, and reduced the cost of a concealed uh, carry license. Scott also signed a law preventing doctors from asking their patients if they had access to a weapon. (sighs) Which is true. The weasel's got to go. Governor Scott has stood strong to protect your right to self-defense, NRA, blah, 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 blah. This election is your chance to make sure it stays that way. No, this is your chance. This election is your chance to get rid of that uh, slimy weasel and and actually uh, have some meaningful legislation put in place to ban assault rifles altogether and put some restrictions on gun ownership altogether. And yeah, you gun owners, I'll say it again. You got new, if you already have your gun, you got nothing to worry about. But the playtime is over, okay? Okay. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, a couple of people uh, come to mind, just to lighten things up a little bit. Britney Spears, remember? Uh, no relation. <laughs> Remember her? Britney Spears, the hot girl in the 90s? Uh, She's touring again. Uh, Not that I would want to go watch her lip sync to her old hits, but (laughs) there she is. And this is is all a setup for my next set of bits. We got Britney Spears going back on tour. And while I was away, Vic Damone died. Yeah, Vic Damone. He was a glorified lounge singer. And he had no discernible hits. He had some... uh, low-charting pop songs back in the early 60s. Well, he was a singer in the sense of a nightclub singer, uh, much like Jack Jones, who had had a big hit in 64, and it was one of the most egregious, misogynist, woman-hating song ever. 
And maybe this, this isn't the best idea uh, during Women's History Month, but uh, <laughs> the passing of Vic Damone just brings this song to Michael. It was in his style, and I don't doubt that he uh, included this in his nightclub set. And if you find it insulting and, you, and you're very indignant about this, don't blame me. Blame Burt Bacharach. Hey, little girl, trim your bush, buy a razor, then you can trim it all up. Don't shave it bald, won't you do me that favor? Leave me some comfortable moth. A woman should know what a guy likes to You got it wrong We like regular boots And lose the tattoos Hey, little girl You can do shit that maybe It'll make it more tasty And when you wax Give me more than a mustache Leave me some comfortable muff. Leave me some comfortable muff. Come on, girl, you have to give it up. You've got to get naked. Are you nude right now? God, that woman is naked. Your singing is wretched and your outfit is ridiculous. I can see your vagina. You know, so it's nakedness with a purpose. We're going to do a vaginal honor and check her cervix. We're going to have a rainbow coming out of my hoo-ha. You get to see me naked. True, true, my vagina will never be the same, but who cares? If I said you had a beautiful body, would you take your pants off and dance around a little? My vagina was itching to the beat of the band. Okay, like, would I be able to do that with my vagina? Are you wearing clean underwear? I'm definitely not wearing my underwear. By the way, I'm not wearing underwear. Uh-oh, it's Boca Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. Boys and girls, it's been a pleasure serving you this week. This is the Britney Summers Show. I'm Britney Summers, and thanks for tuning in to FYINation.com, GDPRRevolution99.com, SoFloRadio.com, Patreon, Stitcher, and TuneIn. I don't even know why I, I don't even know why I mentioned Patreon, but yeah, it's it's on there. And the Ring of Fire, if you're listening, uh, what do you think? What do you think? I don't want to. I don't mean to be a, a nudge, but. Uh, I'd like to know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, because an income would be nice, you know. I, I have to beg all the time. 
it's uh, it's embarrassing, but independent progressive uh, podcasters or broadcasters, uh, we're kind of like behind the eight ball here, and we're left to beg. And I want to thank everybody who has sent in kind donations. Thank you so much. Uh, the donate button is right there. And I'll remind you once again that rather than give your money to SiriusXM, which has nine billion uh, right-wing channels and one progressive channel, uh, you may want to cancel your subscription and just uh, help contribute to all of progressive broadcasters across this country just to help us out because evidently evidently the democratic so-called liberal democratic billionaire class despite what they say about george soros nobody's sending us a check anyway that's the world as i see it from here until next week this is Brittany summer saying happy forum 